What's up, everybody? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Hope everyone is doing great. Everyone's doing well. Um, had an interesting thought the other day uh, that I want to share with you guys. Um, as you know, or maybe if you don't know, uh, <laughs> we run a company called Prosperity Movement. Um, and as part of that, there's an education piece to that equation, education and mentorship um, to help people grow wealth, not just, not just like cash flow, although that's part of it, right? Wealth, ultimately, there's cash flow, short-term, long-term, and net worth. Those are the kind of the, the four principles of, of um, wealth in, in terms of the financial sense of wealth. Uh, give me one second here. I just got <laughs> casting and driving. I got to make sure I'm in the correct lane here. Um, so, okay. So I have this thought. So we teach people how to trade as the primary source of initial wealth growth. And it's a great source. It's absolutely amazing actually, because, um, the amount of time that you put into trading is significant once you know how okay is significantly less than literally any other money making vehicle on the planet this goes for including business stuff self-employed stuff um like literally anything else nothing else gets you there faster than trading now can business can you make way more in business than you can with trading i think eventually yeah does, does Jeff Bezos make more money than pretty much all traders? <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. But how, mu- how many years upon years of grinding and struggling did Jeff Bezos go through in order to actually make some kind of breakthrough? Versus in trading, we get people to go live in five weeks, which means within five weeks, they are confident in their trading, they are consistent in their trading so that they can actually start trading real money without a lot of worry. And by the way, when they start doing that, if there is some worry, we have a process to help them alleviate that too. Okay, got a nice process honed in over here. So it's just the best vehicle. Um, I'll tell you what, we have some, we have a, uh, we have some people in our community um, that have made six figures in a single day. Um, we've had some people in the community who just a few clicks a week and this guy is paying off his, he's paying his mortgage, his mortgage bill, if you will. Just checking my signs here. This is always the part. Okay. I got a half a mile. I got to turn. So I'm just going to scoot over. This is always the part that I get myself confused. And sometimes I miss this one turn that just throws me completely off and adds 20 minutes to my whole route. <laughs> anyway, all right, I'm on the right track. I'm good. I don't have to change lanes for a while. Um, so anyway, so my point here is that there's just no better way of making money than with trading. I myself, I trade like twice a week <laughs> at this point. I'm trading like twice a week and I get about 6% three to six percent each time I trade it takes me about 30 minutes to hit that um 30 minutes twice a week an hour a week for a 12 percent increase on my account per week by the way that compounds not on a weekly basis but each time I trade I would love to actually trade more but 
I love helping people to the point where I, I will sacrifice some trading time in order to help more people. And that's what I do in business. I, I'm helping so many people discover this amazing vehicle that is trading and, uh, and I'm helping them actually do it right because there's so many people that teach you trading strategies, but they don't teach you how to use it the right way. How do you think while you're trading, right? How do you make sure to prevent loss as much as possible? We have all those processes in place. Anyway, but that wasn't even the thought I had. This is, this is the, the prelude to the thought that I had. I was thinking about different professions, you know, like doctors, nurses, dentists, lawyers. Um, and I was thinking about these things because I took my daughter to some horse riding lessons. And on our way there, this this uh, this horse place, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, <laughs> um, this ranch, I guess it's a ranch, uh, it's, it's kind of tucked away in this village. It, it's literally a village. And this village has the whole village is just full of mansions. Like, not even joking. Like, okay, maybe mansions, a little bit too big of a word, but extraordinarily big and nice houses. Okay, maybe not a full mansion mansion, but pretty darn close. Okay, big, massive, beautiful homes. Absolutely gorgeous. Yard work is impeccable. Clearly, they hire gardeners to make sure everything is, like, perfect. Um, Seriously beautiful neighborhoods. And we're driving through this neighborhood, and my daughter, uh, she's 15, and she's like, oh my gosh, like, what do these guys do for work, right? And then her first assumption and observation was, I bet you they're all, like, surgeons or doctors or something like that. And that's a fair assessment, right? That's a pretty fair assumption to make. So I started thinking about these professions, and I started thinking about because there was a there was one point in time I was actually going to become a pharmacist. Okay, and I never even I never even came close to pursuing that route. Um, not really, um, because I was more interested in technical things than I was in the the chemistry side. But I am really into chemistry. I think it's really cool. Anyway, so whatever. I was I was just kind of thinking about these professions, and I was thinking about how grateful I am to not be one of those even though these guys have way better houses than I currently have, <laughs> right? But, but I was thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah, but is what does it mean to be wealthy? What does it mean to be rich? What does this actually mean to people? And I started thinking about the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which if you haven't read it yet, you probably should. It's a good book. Um, and essentially, the, the product, he calls his group of followers, he call, the author, he calls his group of followers the new rich, the NR for short. And I think that label is perfect because the NR has nothing to do with the amount of money that you make. It has more to do with how much time you have. And this is where I'm at because the time I spend working, I legitimately enjoy I legitimately love working. Like, I've never had that. I've I've loved paychecks before as an employee, but I've never actually loved working, 
right? The, the process of making the money, right? Um, until I started running my own businesses. And then that's when I started like, oh my gosh, I love what I do. And then that went to a whole new level when it comes to trading. Because now I, not only do I love what I do, but my belief in the system is, is through the roof, because I've seen it. I've seen people succeed with it. I've seen them just do what we say to do and ta-da, they get a positive result. I've even seen people that struggle at first and then with a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance from their coach, boom, now they're consistent traders. They never have to depend on anyone for money ever again. Isn't that nuts? It's insane to me. And so I'm like super happy with what I do. I, I have a very flexible schedule. The other day, I had the privilege of helping out my girlfriend, and I had to take her to get a procedure done at a hospital. That took, like, pretty much all, all of my Monday. I, it was, like, from 7.30 in the morning until, like, I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was, like, 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was probably closer to 3 o'clock. Like, and, and I was happy to do it, and I'm glad I did it. It was a good experience. And guess what? It worked. <laughs> like, I could do it because I have flexibility. Because I have a level of control over my own schedule that most people only dream of. That's the new rich. So as we're looking at these big, gorgeous, beautiful homes, I couldn't help but start thinking about what is their life like? Because I, I have friends that are millionaires that have big, beautiful homes. And I talk to them. Uh, there's this one gentleman, I haven't talked to him in a while, to be honest, but he runs a multi-chain pest control company that is primarily in California, but he has some, I think, in Tennessee as well. Um, he's got these different locations based on where his houses are. Yeah, houses, plural. And his houses are beautiful, the ones that he owns, right? They're, they're really gorgeous homes. And I've, I've seen one of them. One of them was in Wisconsin. That's where I met the guy. And I, I remember having some good talks with this guy because if you have an opportunity to talk with a multimillionaire, what do you do? You talk to them. You ask them questions. Not, not to grill them, not to quote-unquote pick their brain, but literally just have a conversation with them. You start by talking about family. You start by talking about personal struggles and things. And then it'll lead eventually to business. And this is what I did with this guy who I consider a friend. And... Um, he told me some things about becoming a millionaire. Um, and he told me some, some struggles and how he has multiple homes. Yes. But every single one of them is a, is a debt. And not that that's a terrible debt to have because homes are a pretty good investment. Um, but you know, he's got X amount of payments per month. He feels like he still has to work in order to make sure that these, these assets are kept up. Right. And he, he doesn't feel free. He still feels trapped from with his business, even though he's a multimillionaire. And that, guys, was pretty eye-opening for me. Do you know what the beautiful thing is about my current situation? Number one, I never have to worry about money because if I need money, I can trade, okay? Number two, um, I have freedom. I, I can choose to not work a day if I need a day. And that could be a Monday. It could be a Friday. It could be a... A Wednesday. It could be whatever the crap day I want. Now, does that happen often? No, because I love what I do, <laughs> right? Like, I sincerely love 
what I do. It's it's insane. People just don't fathom this concept where sometimes it's like five o'clock and I'm like, man, <laughs> I gotta stop working. And it's literally a feeling of disappointment because I want to keep working. And and it's a what a beautiful problem to have, you know? And I force myself to stop so that it don't I don't overdo it because there is a there's a bandwidth, a mental bandwidth that people can do when it comes to work, even if it's something they love doing. Think of something else you love doing. If you do too much of it, you're going to get burnt out, right? That could be video games. It could be sports. It could be whatever you want, okay? Um, anyway, the reason that <laughs> this still is all preliminary to the thought I had. Here's the thought I had. I'm thinking about these professions, and I couldn't help but remember that within our community, we have multiple doctors We have multiple lawyers, we have multiple dentists, and we have many, many nurses. And I couldn't help but think about that. (laughs) And then I started thinking about what professions do we not have that are interested in trading? And that's when I'm like, oh my gosh. Do you know what, guys? I don't think, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, for those of you that are members and you know of a person with this particular profession, I would love to to learn about that. Uh, But as far as I know, I don't think we have a single person in our community who's a teacher. Isn't that interesting? I just find it very interesting. So we we have doctors and nurses and dentists and lawyers who all understand the power behind trading. They see how little time you put in to get a massive result out the, out the other end in comparison to their high-end professions. They might have these houses. They might be in debt with the houses. They might have them paid off. I don't know. Don't care. But they still don't have the time. They still don't have that freedom of time, which is ultimately the new rich. It's the new currency. And it's just interesting to me that why would we not have teachers? Why would we not have professors? People that educate other people. Why would we not have those folks looking into trading? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because oftentimes, we are led to believe that risk is such a bad thing. That risk is so horrible. I remember listening to one of my one of my favorite entrepreneurs, his name is Russell Brunson. Um, he's a great guy. I actually got to meet him in person briefly, very briefly. I, I probably shouldn't even claim that it was so brief, but whatever. I got to, I got to meet Russell. Okay. For a moment. <laughs> um, but I've heard him speak in person. I've heard him speak on zoom many, many, many times. I've read all of his books. Um, I've, I've followed his podcast for many years and, um, something that he always talks about is he says that the reason, one of the reasons that the American dream is so real and one of the reasons that America is such a great country is because we have something called bankruptcy. And I know that's dumb, right? It's, it's financially irresponsible to look at life like this, or is it? What is responsible? Because what we're taught is that responsible means no risk. And that's bull crap. Like, what if Elon Musk thought of that? Or what if Jeff Bezos was thinking about that? We wouldn't have Amazon. 
We wouldn't have Tesla. We wouldn't have PayPal. We wouldn't have Apple for all you weird Apple people. <laughs> I love you all. Actually, the, um, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> the majority of people listening to my podcast listen to it on iPhone. <laughs> so I will continue to bash Apple as much as I want. Dang it. Anyways, we wouldn't have that if, if Steve Jobs had the same perspective where risk is bad. Risk is not bad. Uneducated risk is bad. But every piece of risk comes with it a level of research that you can do that you can make a very, very educated decision, even if it's a quote-unquote risky one. And I find it interesting that that's what we've been taught, and the people teaching it don't take risk, obviously, because they, you know, they're not hypocrites. They teach don't take risk, and so what do they do? They don't also don't take risks. And trading is considered risky for those that don't know what they're doing. Okay? And I would agree. If you don't know you're doing trading, don't trade. It's a foolish idea. Unless you're doing fake money. But that's why we start people with fake money. Get them trained up. Five weeks later, boom. Now we're starting with some real money. And small amounts. You don't go to the gym and deadlift 500 pounds out the gates. You go to the gym, you start with whatever weight, weight, and then you slowly increase that over time to hit your 500. It's the same thing. You start with a small number in trading, and eventually you start moving decimal points, and you start moving commas. It's it's really simple. It's really straightforward. Yeah, it takes longer, but does it really? No, it doesn't. Because people that don't take it slow and steady, what ends up happening is they they completely destroy their account. They lose all their money because they're taking way too much risk, way too early in their trading career, and then ta-da, they lose it all. And now they're starting over. So now it takes them even longer compared to the people that are growing their muscle, their trading muscle, to the point where they get to this point where they're making an annual salary in just a few weeks, in literally like 18 hours of work. By the way, that's what James Leon does, one of our trainers. He makes his old annual salary. He used to be an accountant. He makes that annual salary in six weeks, and he only trades three hours a week. So 18 hours. In 18 hours, he makes his whole annual salary. What used to take him a whole year of 40-hour weeks. Isn't that insane? It's real. It's absolutely real. If I wasn't, my, my business partners and I, well, we'll talk more about responsibility here in a minute. This will be a little bit of a longer one. My business partners and I, a while back, <clears throat> probably about a year ago now, we were talking about our business. Uh, it was just the three of us. And um, Brian had this interesting question that he asked both me and Travis. And he was like, I'll just say it because I remember it distinctly when he, when he asked it to me here. He said, um, like, Zach, do you need us? Like, to, in order to make ends meet, in order to pay your bills, in order to, to thrive financially, do you need me and Travis? And my answer was no. And he asked Travis. His answer was no. And I asked Brian. His answer was no. Isn't that interesting? We don't... We don't... Do we need each other to run this particular business? Yes. But if Brian and Travis got hit by a bus tomorrow, Prosperity Movement might not survive. But I guarantee you I will. And I also guarantee you that our students will as well, the ones that have learned how to trade. 
because there's a level of certainty when it comes to trading that you just can't get anywhere else. It's insane how certain you become of your financial future. And I love it. What a good feeling. I might not have a mansion, (laughs) but man, am I rich with the new currency, which is time. And I absolutely love that. Time and security, I've got it in spades. Um, I want to talk more on responsibility here. Uh, my brother, um, I have one, I have one brother, he's older and he, uh, he works for, I'm, I'm kind of giggling cause I, I want to tell you a little bit more about it, but I'm going to keep it simple. <laughs> I'm not going to go deep into his, his interesting background that I would consider interesting anyway, whatever. So he, he works for an HVAC company. Okay. He has for a while. It's a commercial HVAC company. They they do, you know, they put in heating, air conditioning stuff for um, um, like big businesses and stuff like that. Anyway, so he does well financially. Uh, he makes good money doing that. And his wife also has a job and she makes good money doing what she does. So together their household income is good. And you know what? My brother is very, very intelligent and frugal when it comes to spending money. Um and I, I really look up to that. I think, I think, uh, I've learned a lot from him over the years. Um, he's not a risk taker. I'll tell you that he's really not, <laughs> he's really not, but he's part of a union and this union as part of that union, he gets, uh, benefits. He gets like life insurance benefits and the, you know, all these different benefits. And he got to sponsor somebody to also get some of those benefits. And he sponsored me and which I thought was pretty nice of him. I was, Oh, thank you so much. That's great. He's thinking about me. He cares, you know, it's good. So I get this call from this life insurance agent and he's like, Hey man, yeah, I just want to get you on the zoom call. Now here's what's interesting. He wanted me on a zoom call so that he can show me how to fill out a, like a death claim basically in case my brother were to die. Okay. So that was his excuse for the zoom call. Fine. So I get on this zoom call and I, I knew wholeheartedly that he was going to try to sell me. Okay. And, and I want you to understand the responsible side of this, okay? And, and why I'm saying this has to do with what we consider as a society to be responsible is not exactly responsible. So <clears throat> I get on the Zoom call. He starts showing me like, oh, I get this discount card too. So I get a discount on all medical services. I appreciate that. That's sweet. I'm always willing to be more frugal and smart with money. I'm not ever going to be like, Oh, let me just spend as much as possible. Like, no, that's, that's foolish. Um, I feel like I'm a steward of assets that God has given me. And I don't take that lightly. So anyway, he tells me about this discount card. I'm like, sweet, man. This sounds great. Thank you. I appreciate that. And he goes, do you have life insurance? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he starts going into the importance of life insurance. And so I kind of. I wasn't rude, but I did tell him, I said, Hey man, I'm just letting you know right now, I'm a little bit weird in my outlook on things like insurance in general. I'm like, I'm a little bit weird also when it comes to big corporations, even though I want to build one. Okay. I just, it's just, I know how mine are going to be built versus somebody else's. I'm not so confident in the way that they want to build theirs. But I told him like, you know, I'm a little weird with this stuff just so you know, it has nothing to do with you and your performance as a sales guy. It has everything to do with me and being weird with this kind of thing. 
And he's like, okay, right? Like, okay, this guy is weird, <laughs> right? And uh, and he starts going into his spiel about life insurance. And there came a point in time where I interrupted him. And I said, hey, listen, I get it. I get it. Life insurance is there so that if I were to pass away, my house can get paid off if I was owning a house. My... Um, my my assets would all be paid off even though I don't have any assets that need to be paid off. Um, and I'm like, and then the other piece to that, that equation is my income would have to be replaced for a period of time. And he's like, exactly, you know? And he kind of gave off the attitude of, I gotcha. <laughs> well, I said, hey, guess what? I don't have to worry about my income being replaced because the way it works for business owners and the way me and Brian and Travis have sorted things out, uh, or we're still kind of working on some official things here, but basically my family would get the same income that I would have gotten. Okay. That's what would have happened. Okay. So they would have, um, if I die, any money that would normally go to Zach's bank account would go to my kid's bank account forever. This is the beauty of owning a business. Oh, but it's so risky. Is it really? Is it really? I have more job security than anyone else because no one can fire me. No one can fire me. How amazing is that? No one can take away the income that I have a right to as owner, as third owner, right? So anyway, well, anyway, it's, it's, (laughs) it just makes me laugh a little bit. So anyway, so I told this guy, I'm like, look, I don't have any assets that need to be paid off because they are paid off. I also don't have uh, any need for an income replacement because my business partners have me covered and I have them covered. This is the beauty of running your own business and having ownership over that. And I said, in addition to that, I'm actually investing into infinite banking systems, which isn't very big right now because I just started doing that. I'm like, but that is going to be massive in no time within a couple of years. If I die in a couple of years, everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Like legitimately, if I die after those couple of years, everything's going to be more fine. Legitimately. Right. On top of that, I do have other investments. And so I'm telling him this and he's like, yeah, but you need to, that stuff is for retirement. Like this is to cover your death expenses, like your funeral and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like how much do you suggest for covering a funeral? And he's like, I don't know, 25,000. I'm like, wow, okay, I have like a really nice coffin. Got it. Um, if my family gets 500,000 up front because of my other investments, and then they continue to receive my income over the next however many years, forever, um, why do I need to pay 25 bucks a month when they're going to be able to cover that with my investments? that by the way, they can pull out and have within two or three days. Right? Like that's, that's kind of where my mind was. And he just couldn't comprehend this idea. See, in in his mind, it's responsible to have life insurance. And I would agree with that if you have nothing else going for you. But if you have investments and assets that will cover all of those things, it's called an inheritance. My kid's inheritance will cover funeral expenses. Literally, this happened with my dad. My dad passed away 
he didn't give me a massive inheritance by any means. Okay. We're talking less than $20,000. Okay. Very small amount, but he had something. He had something. Me and my brother took that money and paid for his funeral costs. All of it. Right? And guess what? There was still some left over. How, how wonderful. You know? And now granted, my dad was cremated, right? Which is a little bit cheaper than a coffin and stuff like that. But, but all the same. My point here is that you don't need a lot to cover your death benefit. And what I have... It, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to start another 20 to 25 bucks a month on something that literally has no purpose. I might as well wipe my butt with a $20 bill every month, right? Like that's, that's really foolish. Anyway. So I think about what people deem as responsible money habits and I can't help but question them. Um, it's just my, in my nature, right? And the people that don't question them are the ones teaching it, (laughs) which is why we have no teachers learning how to trade, which is silly. I almost feel like it's almost like a pride thing. Like they're too prideful to, to do it. It's probably more of a risk tolerance thing and I'm looking too much into it, but, but still my, I guess my, my thing is like, it's, it's just an interesting observation to see that we have doctors and, and lawyers and stuff and, and, um, but we don't have teachers. And I just found that to be really, really interesting. We have a lot of blue collar guys too. People, uh, in agriculture, people in construction. Um, you know, we have, we have those kinds of jobs too. We have, we have people that have their own businesses, of course, too. Lots of entrepreneurs. Um, it's just, it's just interesting. It's interesting to me, man. How many teachers are missing out on such an opportunity? And, and by the way, my mom's a teacher and, uh, I've given her, obviously she's my mom. I gave her access to everything that we have access to in terms of our education. She has full access to it. Guess how many videos she's watched? Zero. <laughs> Come on now. It's, it's just, it's just interesting to me. The, the psychology of folks and the way that they think and what, what they deem to be a responsible decision versus an irresponsible one. Um, and this, by the way, from teachers who, you know, they make 50,000, 60,000, maybe 70,000 a year. Um, you know, I, I make significantly more than that. And I'm, I'm a pretty young guy. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting, you know, it's cause I'm willing to take educated risk and I think everyone should, um, if they want to have the new rich, the new currency, which is time. So thanks guys for listening. Love y'all. Talk to you later.